Hello and welcome to the next in an occasional series of podcasts where we sit down with a cup of tea for a chat with some of the many projects supported by the Edge Foundation, or as we like to call them, Tea and Ed Talks. My name is Jane Samuels and I'm Director of Projects and Operations at Edge. EDGE is an independent education foundation which via its projects, research, policy and campaign work strives to make education relevant. The world is changing fast and our education system needs to keep up. EDGE believes that all young people need to be equipped with the skills that today's global digital economy demands and we like to support people and organisations who are trying to do things differently. Today I'm delighted to be speaking to Rosa Morgan Baker about the work of the Skills Builder Partnership. Hello, Rosa. Hi, Jane. Lovely to be with you. <laughs> Excellent. So Skills Builder received funding from the EDGE Grant Fund back in 2019 to run a project to embed and develop essential skills through project-based learning. And it was specifically aimed at primary education. The Skills Builder approach obviously has been going for several years, but this project, which EDGE supported, focused very much on primary school students and staff. So to give our audience a little bit of background, tell me a little bit about the Skills Builder Universal Framework and why you think project-based learning is such a key vehicle for the development of essential skills. Yeah, absolutely. So um, just to give a bit of background on Skills Builder, so we um, were started 11 years ago by a group of teachers who um, were really concerned that their students, though they were doing well academically, in terms of the skills that they needed to be able to um, translate those academics into the world of work, um, they were really far behind their privileged peers. So it would be things like being able to motivate themselves to get to the end of their coursework um, or being able to see how they could um, uh, work together as part of a team and resolve um, resolve different disputes or think about how they could um, really communicate how they've been able to develop their skills through um, their through their work. So what the teachers really wanted to be able to do was take those skills, which can um, are really essential, really core to being able to um, move from education into the workplace. So things like teamwork, staying positive, aiming high, speaking, listening, um, and think about how you can break them down in the same way that the national curriculum is broken down into bite-sized chunks to help um, individuals to be able to make progress in those skills and stop them being hazy concepts and make them more concrete so then it's really clear what next steps are and that's how the skills builder universal framework was born so kind of fast forward 11 years and we have really um, worked with all the key stakeholders that support skills development in an individual's life so we've worked with educators um, we've worked with non-profit organizations and employers to be able to come up with this universal language that is completely age neutral um, and that will look at those eight essential skills and take you from um, education all the way through to employment mapping out a route of what good looks like at each stage um, so in terms of what those eight essential skills are, um, we've got the two communication skills, speaking and listening, um, the creative problem solving skills, so problem solving creativity, um, the self-management skills, so staying positive um, and aiming high, and then the collaboration skills, leadership and teamwork. And each skill is broken down into um, 16 steps um, which show kind of what progression looks like starting from a, a getting started stage going all the way through to mastery and kind of what good looks like depends on the context in which you apply it. 
Now at school, it's really, really important um, for young people to be able to um, start to build those skills. So if you think about um, a um, a primary school, for example, um, and you are um, a three-year-old in nursery and you're just getting started, um, being able to understand kind of your, your listening skills and kind of being able to listen to the teacher, um, as well as being able to um, think about how you're starting to communicate with others, um, thinking about how you're working as part of a group. Um, it, it's all fundamental to what you're doing on a day-to-day -day basis, and that just continues as you go throughout your academic career. Um, and um, as it's something that's so fundamental and kind of um, is the foundation of everything um, that a young person um, is doing kind of um, helps them with their success within the classroom. Um, we're using project-based learning was really important to kind of help those individuals or help those students to think about how they are um, using those skills in lots of different contexts. So through these projects that we've created um, through um, this programme, it's really helped um, those young people to be able to apply those skills in lots of different ways through lots of different active um, activities um, which enable them to be able to um, to see where um, their skills can be put into context. That's brilliant. I can I can really see that this is a, a perfect bridge from education into the real world. But I should imagine people were thinking, well, isn't primary a bit early to be starting this? Because you know you you sort of you start thinking about education and it's linked to educate uh, to employment more at secondary but what made you actually sort of turn that on its head and really focus in on primary as being the place to start yeah absolutely and i think where we started and um, we started working with um with secondary schools predominantly um and you're quite right kind of when you're in um when you're in secondary school it's really thinking about um using those skills and actively um making sure that you're able to apply them um within your academics then you're able to achieve those grades and um, so that you can go on to um fantastic career prospects afterwards um but in terms of when you actually start building those skills it is right from um that nursery stage or when you're kind of going into primary school um, for the first time um, and what we really um, what we really saw kind of speaking with um, teachers within primary was that they if where those students are able to um, really understand and hone those skills earlier it just makes sure that they're able to take on the knowledge um, that's within the curriculum and kind of that that um, academic knowledge a whole lot easier so if you've got a group of young people who are um, already really great at being able to kind of um, ask questions when they don't understand um, or being able to um, uh, to communicate with each other and, um, and res resolve conflicts if they're able to um, motivate themselves and keep going when things are difficult um, then actually making their way through um, the education space and kind of um, through into employment becomes a whole lot easier so these essential skills are started to uh, we start to build them um, within that primary setting um, and it's really important that we um, kind of have that consistency and start building in that um, can, uh, that language and approach really early so that it can continue all the way through as that foundation for learning. Mm, I can see that it, it, it's almost like not focusing on the sort of you know the the formal link between employment and education but just going 
everybody needs these really essential skills. Um, so you're almost doing it, you know, by default, aren't you? We all need these skills. Let's stop putting a label on it. Let's just develop the skills that you need. And the earlier, with all skills, the earlier you start doing it, the better it's going to be and the more natural it will be. Yeah, ex exactly that. So with, um, with young people kind of um, building those skills um, really, really early. And what we're really looking at um, within the Skills Builder Partnership is having a consistent approach um, and a consistent um, language. So a shared approach and a consistent language um, for these skills. Um, so making sure that when they are at school, kind of all of the teachers are using the same terminology for those skills. And um, because at, at, you might hear can, um, one person say um, teamwork, another person call it collaboration. Um, another person could have leaped that into just general communication um, and it can get really confusing for those young people and they might not be able to understand where they've developed those skills or how those skills have been picked up because they are if, if we can get everyone on the same page when it comes to that language um, and get everyone on the same page in terms of what good looks like and how you progress and move through it just makes it so much easier for those young people to be able to achieve and to and to and to move up um, so yeah I think kind of as we're um, that, that focus on primary education and, um, and really making sure that they they have that that grasp on it really early and what we've been doing in other areas of the skill builder partnership is working with impact organizations and um, so um, non-profit organisations that also support skills development. Um, so if you've got a, a young person that's going to school and then they're going to their after school club and then still building those same skills and hearing that same language. Um, maybe they go to a sports club or they um, are in an arts group um, or um, they go to um, a youth group. Um, if everyone can be using that same language, it's reinforced and helping them to um, put those building blocks in place to move forward. Absolutely. It's that sort of con consistency of approach, isn't it? Mm. Now, I know that the, the Skills Builder Hub um, is, is a very key part of your offer. Um, so tell me a, a bit more about the type and the range of resources that are available because obviously teachers are going to need some sort of help and support to not just teachers but people that are running these sort of extracurricular activities they need some sort of support to to make sure that they have got this consistency of approach don't they Yes, so the Skills Builder Hub is our online um, resource platform for teachers to be able to access tools and resources to support um, the delivery of the of that learning around essential skills um, to their young people. And we have hundreds of resources um, for um, students right from nursery all the way through to sixth form. Um, and it's really thinking about equipping um, teachers with the tools that they need to be able to deliver that um, essential skills education and um, consistently um, and that might be from um, a, a 10 minute um, a 10 minute kind of bite size um, challenge that they can um, put into the beginning of a lesson so for example if you um, I was 
speaking to a teacher a few uh, weeks ago and um, they were saying that at the beginning of their maths lessons, if they're doing um, a session on, um, on algebra, for example, and they're introducing it for the first time, what they'll do is they'll do a 10 minute starter exercise on staying positive to help those students to really think about how they can um, continue to motivate themselves through um, a, a challenging um, activity or something that's new um, that they are approaching. Um, and then they start talking about the algebra and kind of the math and the knowledge. And it just helps to take the focus away from um, it being kind of a, a really difficult piece of, um, of, of knowledge that they need to grasp and actually gets them thinking about how can they really motivate themselves to keep going and to keep trying um, with this new area. Um, That's excellent because we all need to stay positive when we're doing algebra, let's face it. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, and then we also have kind of on the hub, um, uh, we've got things like the lesson time um, projects, which um, we've developed um, in partnership um, with, with Edge Foundation um, as, as part of this project. Um, and um, those lesson time projects um, allow um, the teachers to be able to um, deliver essential skills kind of across um, a number of weeks um, within um, within the classroom. So what they'll do is they'll be working um, on a particular project um, over a certain number of sessions, and they will work through um, a opportunities to um, actually not just identify where they're using those skills, but then to be able to practice them um, and then um, to be able to articulate how they've been able to practice them as well. Or there might be kind of whole day immersive um, opportunities. So we've got challenge days um, as well, which allow um, kind of the whole school to come together um, to be able to work on a project um, at the same time. So thinking about um, we've got something called um, Operation Moonbase, and that's where um, the students are really thinking about how they can create um, a, a colony on the moon. Um, and what they'll do is kind of throughout the day, they'll do different challenges. It might be kind of um, thinking about teamwork and selecting the right people that they need or the skills that those um, people need to have um, on the team um, to go to colonize the moon. Um, or it might be thinking about um, what sort of um, okay, um, solving different um, types of problems um, that they might face. So what sort of vehicle might they need to get across the moon and that sort of thing. Um, and getting them like, through those projects to really be honing in on different skill steps um, to help them to be able to practice those skills in a, in a, um, in a project scenario. I, I can remember I was lucky enough to come and see one of the um, the challenge days in action before we all got lockdowns from COVID, and it was it was an amazing experience. It was it was honestly one of the best times, uh, best visits I've I've had to a to a primary school, and um, and it was clearly so enjoyable for the the staff and the students, and um, and how do you feel that? you can kind of identify the, the real concrete benefits because obviously everybody was having a whale of a time. Mm. Um, I, can, I can remember even now, sort of like yeah, 18 months on, the, the, the pictures and the models of the different um, terrain vehicles that these tiny little tots were, were working on. But how can you, you know, if I were to put sort of an, an Ofsted hat on, how can you translate what is clearly really involving engaging education into a sort of like a hard-nosed list of benefits um, to, you know, to students and staff and to anybody else, really. 
Absolutely. So what we've seen is that's what the that's what the framework is there to do to stop it being um, kind of hazy or not being able to or intangible um, and to ensure that you're able to really measure progress and what good looks like and how um, kind of a group is coming along. So with um, with that particular um, challenge day, um, and, and I remember kind of with the, um, yeah, we had some um, some students in, in year one and they were um, all kind of um, working to be able to, um, to build their model. Um, and they were all saying things like, oh brilliant I'm going to use my teamwork to share this with you and I'm going to kind of give you this particular resource and you're going to give me that or they were we had the year six who the year sixes who were kind of all sat together and creating a pros and cons list to be able to show, um to um to think out what that complex problem would be and kind of how they were going to solve the problem mm-hmm. um and they were talking through what their methodology was and what we can um, see and what we do is we get ask teachers to assess their students against the framework and we do that on a on a cohort level um, and also on a, an individual level and what you can see is that where the students um, are taking part in these meaningful skills development activities and they are having those um, specific skills and skill steps really um explain to them and given the space to be able to to work on it and reflect on it and share with each other then you can see that they become more confident um, and that they um, then start to use it outside of that um, that context of the project and they use it in the in the wider classroom and in day-to-day life um, so what we're looking at is kind of across the course of a year how it like how students progress within those essential skills so we um, get teachers to um, to rate them um, against the framework and we can do it kind of it's so looking at um for each step is it kind of none of the students within the class can do it some of the students most of the students all of the students are able mm-hmm. to achieve a particular step and what we see is that students who are um taking part in um, skills builder programs um, make on average about 60% more progress than those who are who are um, who are not so kind of their um, their counterparts who haven't taken part um, in the programs so we really sorry I'm just going to make you say that again 60 60 percent that's yeah, a huge amazing. difference that's amazing yeah and it is that it's the consistent development of those skills and calling them out where you see them. So having these projects and the challenge days are brilliant for being able to give them um, a great opportunity to just dig really deep into those skills and get to kind of practice them and, and think about how they're being used. But then this is all kind of within the scope of those schools are then using that same language within every lesson um they're using it to kind of communicate with parents about how their child's progressing they're using it to um to help plan their lessons in terms of making sure that they're bringing in that skills development alongside the curriculum knowledge um so it just means that those students are really thinking about how they're relating all of their um, day-to-day um, learning back to their essential skills so you can really see how it's helping to build them up and build that kind of well-rounded um, education for that young person. Amazing and you mentioned before that you you work with employers because that's mm-hmm. obviously not directly at primary uh, school age but obviously later that's the other side of the of the issue isn't it so 
presumably this sort of common language of of you know an acceptance of what essential skills are does that help employers actually articulate what it is that they need in their employees yeah so where you have those young people learning this language at school, and we now know that just over um, 75% of schools and colleges have a touch point with the Skills Builder Framework. So in terms of kind of that, that consistency being seen within education, we're getting there. It's building, yeah. um, it's building momentum. Um, <laughs> and if we've got those schools and colleges kind of all teaching their um, young people or kind of showcasing the skills in this particular way, and they're learning this language and they understand kind of how they develop their skills and where they're at the next step is for them to be able to showcase that to an employer so then they're able to move into um, their career of choice and then move through their career so on the other side you've really got to make sure that employers are speaking that same language um, so through the competencies that they're looking for um, in young people um, through the interview process and kind of how they're assessing them. And um, what we're doing is we're working with employers to help them to use that same language and those same expectations and outcomes that are seen throughout the framework. So what good looks like to help them to be able to make those recruitment processes really open and clear and transparent um, for um, young people to be able to really move seamlessly into the world of work um, and then also to help them to continue to progress while they're um, once they've made it into um, their career as well so employers are really using the framework to support across the business from their educational outreach um, so working with um, schools and colleges and helping to kind of reinforce that these are the skills that um, they're really looking for um, in candidates and these are how those skills translate in the world of work in different roles um, in which you might be able to to use them um, through to their recruitment so thinking about um, actually when it comes to um, hiring different candidates how can those candidates showcase their essential skills through the interview um, how do they communicate to candidates what essential skills they're looking for and kind of what good looks like and how they can demonstrate it through the interview and then providing them with the feedback afterwards so then they understand what they could do better next time or kind of what they can do as they move into the role and then thinking about learning and development so all the way across the business essential skills development doesn't just stop um, when you um, actually get into your first role. I know you could <laughs> use it internally at Skills Builder um, as part of our own professional development. And I'm currently working on listening step five, which is being able to um, listen and then also um, record what's happening at the same time. My meeting notes are awful. Um, so <laughs> I'm really working on that particular step. And I'm director of development. Um, so you can... Um, you can see that it what good looks like what good looks like really just depends on the context in which you're applying it. Um, when outside of work, you might be completely brilliant at some of these areas, but then within a professional context, how are you applying that particular step? What does that look like? How are you nurturing that in others if you're a line manager? How are you able to bring people through the business and make sure that you've got that really inclusive culture using essential skills? I think that's brilliant. I, I could definitely do with with some some top tips on the listening and taking notes. Um, I, as as company secretary, I I feel your pain on that. You know, my minutes are, are 
you know, sometimes wonderful and sometimes very random when I sort of think, oh, I was listening to that conversation. I wasn't writing any of it down. Um, so it's not just me. I mean, <laughs> no, it's definitely not just you. But I think it's really, it's really interesting that you've got this kind of, as you say, this, it's universal, absolutely, you know, in, in name, thought and deed, isn't it? That it's, it's applicability ranging from, as you say, nursery right up through education and then on and into employment and, and lifelong learning. It's it's exactly what it does, says, oh, I can't even say it. It does exactly what it says on the tin in that way, doesn't it? How did you, is that what the Skills Builder intended or has that been a sort of uh, an un unintended but very beneficial sort of consequence of it? Did you, did you start it looking very much at parts of education and it just grew and grew or did did you always think no this really has application right across the the landscape yeah so um our, our founder and ceo tom he was a, an economics teacher um in a secondary school um and yeah he and a group of colleagues were just really concerned about their students not being able to use these skills they're like well they're, they're gonna make it in terms of their grades but when they get to actually being able to kind of move into employment it's it, it's gonna be a struggle um because they yeah they weren't able to showcase those skills they didn't really understand kind of how they developed them um or when exactly they need to be applying those different strategies so kind of like like starting um and kind of creating the framework um the first iteration was really about supporting those young people and it kind of came out of necessity um so really making sure that those students were able to um make the most of their of, of their time kind of through their GCSEs and ensure that they were able to kind of um to reach their full potential and then as that the language became more cemented and kind of we did um, more research into um, what those um, essential skills um, should be and kind of honed down those key eight um, and started thinking um, about the, the different applications. That's when other organisations started coming to us and being like, well, actually, this is really useful kind of within within the youth work sphere or this is really useful kind of within sports. Um, and then thinking about, and then employers kind of coming and saying, well, the skills gap is, is huge. And we're constantly saying that we need to be able to, um, to close that skills gap. But if we're not all speaking the same language, we should probably try and get on the same page with this. So um, <laughs> when we created the, the latest edition of the framework, which came out in uh, May last year, um, we worked in partnership with um, with those key stakeholders. So we had um, the the uh, the CIPD, so the Chartered um, um, Institute for um, HR and Personnel uh, Development, um, and we also worked with um, with the Careers and Enterprise Company, Business in the Community, um, the Gatsby Foundation. Um, he wrote the Gatsby Benchmarks uh, for Careers Guidance, um, the CBI and others. So thinking about those key um, organisations that are really championing skills development, but also representing educators, employers um, and non-profit organisations to make sure that we had those key stakeholders all contributing and all agreeing on what this language should be. Um, so then it could have the most um, appeal. So even though we didn't kind of set out being like, well, we want to have this one language that's going to work for absolutely everybody mm. with, with it 
uh, with the applications um, and with people kind of using it and realizing actually this is really useful we need it in this context it's organically grown and now we've kind of built the the partnership around it so we have uh, just over 800 organisations um, who are part of the Skills Builder Partnership and all committed to using that language and approach. And we know that there are hundreds more that are using the framework because it's all um, freely accessible online. And we know that there are others that are using the framework and using it to kind of underpin their um, activities, um, but aren't necessarily part of the partnership. So um, we're hoping that the kind of we can continue to build that momentum um, with that language language and really kind of see where where we can where we can go um, next in terms of making sure that um, everyone's able to to build those essential skills. That's amazing you, you've got a, a, a slow but silent and effective skills revolution going on here uh, which I think is absolutely brilliant and it's so nice to hear about a positive unintended consequence of something isn't it? <laughs> so I just want to take a step back because as as these conversations always do, we go off on exciting, interesting tangents. And then I, I sort of come back and say, oh, no, there was something I wanted to ask um, earlier. When we were talking about the, the, the sort of the work in the in the primary schools, particularly, we, we talked about um, using project based learning as a sort of a vehicle for the development of, of these essential skills. Now, PPO is still quite well, relatively unfamiliar approach in education. How does the Skills Builder Partnership Framework Hub, all these wonderful bits and pieces, how do, you, do they help teachers build expertise and confidence in using PBL? Because it's, it's kind of, I suppose it's more instinctive perhaps in primary, but it's still very mm, avant-garde perhaps. It, it's not the standard, is it? So how do you give the teachers the confidence to go, no, this is how I'm going to do this? Yeah, so we have a, our flagship program, our flagship education program is called the Skills Builder Accelerator. And it has been created to help um, build um, that change within schools. So kind of set up that um, that change for the school to be able to have a culture of essential skills um, development. Um, and what we're really looking at is rather than kind of just providing the tools and resources and, and allowing teachers to, um, to kind of just use those within the teaching, what we're doing is uh, helping to kind of build it into the fabric of the school by providing um, training um, and um, and ensuring that we're able to um, work with the senior leadership team to build the essential skills within the strategy for the school. Um, so what we're doing is we um, kind of over the course of um, a year, we provide um, train the trainer sessions for um, a named mm. skills lead within the school. Um, and that skills lead um, is usually either a member of the senior management team or um, is a middle leader within the school. And they will have the responsibility for really cascading the learning across the school and kind of driving the momentum on a day to day basis. Um, and what we'll do is we'll provide them kind of with sessions of training which will help them to firstly understand the pedagogy behind the framework and and um, kind of how how everything comes together but then also um, in how to lead change um, and change management within their school mm. um, so that they've got the tools that they need to be able to to build that up um, on, a, on a long-term basis then we work with the um, 
with the senior leadership team and that skills leader um, to be able to create a skills strategy, um, which will then help them to um, think about how they can weave essential skills into the fabric of the school so um, that learning is available for every learner. Um, all that teaching is available for every learner. Um, so that might look like kind of thinking about how they can build it into their um, into their uh, work with um, parents um, and carers. Um, it might be thinking about how they can build it into um, their um, work with um, their governance and policies. Um, it may be thinking about actually, is it something that we can um, help teachers to build into their teacher, uh, to their um, lesson planning on a day-to-day -day basis? Um, or is it something kind of, uh, how do we um, make sure that we're bringing it up within our assemblies, within um, the themes that we have running across the school? Um, so we're really working with that senior leadership team to help them build it into um, their, their whole school ethos and their approach um, to teaching within the school. Um, and then um, we provide all staff teacher training within that school as well. So two sessions a year where we'll work with the, um, with the staff team and help them to think about, well, how do we um, build this in alongside our, our regular classroom teaching and kind of really dig into the, um, the types of students that they're working with and to make sure that it's a really personalised um, approach and going to really um, work within their particular setting. Um, so in terms of kind of um, helping those teachers to feel really confident using that project-based um, learning approach, we're providing them with that, with that training and support to make sure that they've got all of the tools that they need to be able to do this naturally alongside everything else that they're already doing. So it shouldn't be something that's kind of um, a, a, an added extra um, that they're having to find time for within the curriculum. It's something yeah. that they can build in on a day-to-day -day basis um, and, and continue to build upon um, with those extra resources where they can then have that focus, uh, those focused um, projects as well. So it's a real sort of support for a whole school approach, really, that the Skills Builder is offering, which is amazing because it, it's it's scary to try and do something new and different as, as we know and you know edge is really interested in supporting organizations and people as we said that want to do things differently but i think what to me is really key about skills builder is you've got this kind of like scaffolding of support to, to make it as as friendly and as safe and as and as easy and supportive as possible which is absolutely fantastic. And that's what everybody in education really needs, I think, at the moment, some some, some nice, gentle support from somebody. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I went to um, a, a teacher training um, last um, last week and it was really brilliant, just kind of, the, the, the teachers, they, they are all doing such a fantastic job and such a really hard year. And just kind of hearing their reflections on like how they were able to, um, use the framework to be able to um like when they were uh teaching um from home um to kind of help bring the school back together again um and help the students to be able to really connect with each other and help them to kind of do fun challenges and things like that that were helping them to build their skills at the same time was brilliant and then kind of actually just kind of that support from um the our, our skills associates was really more that encouragement like yes you're doing brilliant work and having <laughs> 
you've thought about have you thought about maybe looking at it in this way or this way and then it was really collaborative and it is just kind of providing that that extra support and wraparound and that structure so then teachers are able to do what they what they do best that's absolutely brilliant so to me it's it's absolutely I'm I'm a skills builder convert as you 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 know Rosa but it's it's really evident that what you're doing makes a huge difference and you know within education but also in the wider community so in a sentence I I love doing this I I love doing my in a sentence question to end with what's next for skills builder what's what's for the what's in the future (laughs) two sentences fine (laughs) or one very long (laughs) so taking it back to the vision um achieving a world where everyone can build those essential skills it's really about continuing to build that momentum across all three of those key areas so within education helping the framework to be built within education policy um we're already seeing kind of that it's being recommended um as best practice within the t levels um and um and starting to see um universities starting to pick it up as well um and kind of within apprenticeships um the institute for apprentices have also um recommended that the framework is used as best practice for developing those skills then kind of thinking within impact organizations really thinking about those nonprofits that provide that extracurricular uh wraparound support for young people and adults as they develop their skills through different activities be it sports arts um, STEM, volunteering, so many different avenues, helping them to all kind of come together around those skills and then kind of ultimately kind of building it into employment at scale. So really shoring up all the infrastructure that ensures um, that individuals build those essential skills and have a consistent um, journey through their essential skills development. So that's what's next for Skills Builder, working more with those um, key organisations and individual um, partners that are building essential skills for um, for individuals at all levels and ensuring that they have the tools, resources and the support um, to continue to do so. That's brilliant. Um, And I, I wouldn't bet against you absolutely achieving that and masses more it's been really great talking to you and hearing about the project and the support and the resources available so just to finish if after listening to this there's a teacher or a lecturer out there who wants to find out more about embedding essential skills into the curriculum whether at primary or other levels or an employer wanting to do this in with their staff what's your one word of advice going to be um, go to the Skills Builder website. Um, <laughs> Perfect. It's always there. Um, it, it's been really, really, I think I, our, we, we don't have a big um, uh, comms team. Um, in fact, it's one person. Um, and it, <laughs> but it's really, really well thought through in, in terms of kind of the way um, it's set up for educators to really be able to kind of connect with firstly the framework and really kind of see actually how does this break down? How is this going to be useful for me? Um, there's tools and resources um, that are freely available through the, um, through the hub. Um, and then also if you'd like to kind of take part in the um, programs like the Accelerator, or we have um, digital um, membership to be able to access some of our um, 
more premium tools and resources, um, then all of the details on how to do that are there. We have regular webinars that you're able to um, jump into. Um, so yes, go, the Skillfoot website is that oracle um, for everything um, that, you'll, that you'll need to find out a little bit more and then could just get in touch. That's great, Rosa. Thank you so much for chatting with me today. So, as Rosa said, if you're interested in finding out more, you can either visit the EDGE website, that's www.edge.co.uk, where you can read more about the primary school project that we supported, or visit the Skills Builder site, and that's www.skillsbuilder.org, and as Rosa again said, where you can find out more about the Universal Framework and the Skills Builder Hub and all the resources and support that you need to be part of the Skills Builder Skills Revolution. Thank you for listening and goodbye until next time.